All right, so far on Get Charlotte, the crew has been desperately trying to locate Charlotte, the daughter of international crime boss Bo Brownstone. In the process, they followed one vague lead after another and traversed the underbelly of the criminal underworld of Los Angeles. They've thrown down in Chinatown, searching for a man with a dragon tattoo who hired Marcellus Wallace's man, Tony Rocky Horror, to build a bomb that took out numerous thugs from gangs such as the Dragon's Fang, the Balachko Brotherhood, the Cristiano family, and the Chupacabras. Boss Kai Shen of the Dragon's Fang set the crew on the tail of the Black Russian, who let it spill that Charlotte was last seen fleeing the scene of the explosion in Skid Row with a laptop containing damning information on all of the crime families in L.A., including, most importantly, blackmail-worthy information on the Brownstone family. Charlotte was last seen with the youngest son of the Cristiano family, Anthony Cristiano. After their confrontation with the Black Russian and his goons at the Black Hole Bar and Grill, the crew was put in contact with a young hacker known as the Code Warrior in an attempt to glean information on the Cristiano boy and his family. In a stroke of luck, they finally got their first solid lead on Charlotte's whereabouts, a Motel 6 in Chula Vista near the Mexican border. After a brush with the authorities and a daring escape on the part of the sickle, the crew split up with the sickle and the bloodhound in the lead, where they have now come face to ass with the manager of Motel 6, Brown Eye Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is a safe for work picture <laughs> of who I figure Brown Eye Bob would be. Uh, and, uh, oh, Gary, Gary Busey is who I, uh, who I picture as, uh, old brown eye Bob. I was so, going to say Brad Pitt yep. and Tom Waits had a baby, but that's <laughs> Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does a little bit look like Tom Waits. It does. All right. Sickle, as we last left it, uh, yep. you had inadvertently walked in on Brown Eye Bob in a rather private moment in the back room of Motel 6. Uh, you awkwardly had him at your mercy, sword drawn to his throat, and were asking about the whereabouts of the terrible twosome Charlotte and Anthony. Unfortunately, this was a little bit much for old Brown Eye, and the old fellow now lies passed out at your feet. Uh, and it would be right around about this time that the rest of the crew uh, would probably be showing up uh, outside. So those of you that have uh, left McDonald's uh, and made your way down here to Motel 6, uh, you guys pull into the parking lot, you spot uh, the Bloodhound's truck uh, and the sickle, uh, her uh, motorcycle. And I'm going to pull you guys to the map that I did not have <laughs> last time. <laughs> um, so this Motel 66 or Motel 6 is pretty small. Uh, maybe about a dozen rooms tops um, and kind of in a little bit of an L shape pattern. But you see uh, the truck and the motorcycle kind of parked off uh, close to the office uh, area up there. So I'll leave it to the uh, to the men 
uh, to decide what you guys are going to do. Also, as a side GM note, I don't know if Hotel Six were around back then. It'd have to be a Howard Johnson. Oh, a Hojo? <laughs> yeah, it has to be a Hojo. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Hotel they were. Six were? They yeah. were. Yeah, I ah. think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I apologize to all Motel 6 fans out there. <laughs> fans. Yeah. Um, I think unless someone says something else to the hammer, I think I'm just going to like take one of my spare Big Macs that I brought with me, of course, and I'm chomp on that and just kind of stroll in where I think uh, Sickle's at. And where might that be? Oh, yeah. I guess. I mean, is it obvious? Is it, uh, I guess the main. Yeah, the main uh, office is kind of separate from everything else. Yeah, the main office area. You're just yeah, not one of random room. You <laughs> probably need to listen to see any like sword noises, and when you don't, you're like, she's probably just in the office, not murdering anybody yet, <laughs> <laughs> or do whatever. He's just gonna go with the flow, you know. It's like you know, <laughs> just I just got a time, and so I'm ready to uh, swallow the last bite. For it, we fight. <laughs> Andy, what'd you say you were gonna do? Uh, I'm just gonna walk over to. Is Bloodhound in her truck? No, uh, she's also not visible. Oh. Okay, I'm in the lobby. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna walk over to her truck and look in, see if I can discern how they got here, where she's at, that type of thing. Alrighty. Now, uh, I don't have everything pictured exactly here on the screen. Uh, there are a couple more cars here uh, in the lot and um, make a uh, make a streetwise roll for me, babysitter. Uh-oh. I just lost all my skills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, they, they, if I hover over it, it comes in. Okay. Uh, if I can't see anything, I'm, I'm just going to go normal. I have no idea. Okay, so <laughs> next to the Sickles motorcycle uh, right in here, uh, there's one car that kind of sits out a little bit uh, like a sore thumb in the parking lot compared to the rest, and it's a, a pink Lincoln Town car. Okay, so I, I kind of mosey over to there and start looking in the windows and such. All right. Um. When you look in the window of that pink Lincoln town car, uh, you can see that the uh, the driver's wheel under underneath, it looks like the, it's been peeled off and it looks like this uh, car has been hot wired. Oh, okay. Um, reach in. Are the windows down or up? They're up. Okay. Uh, is that, test the it, lock. It is unlocked. Okay. Um, I'm going to reach in and pull the uh, trunk cable, see if I open the trunk. All right, yep, you can pop the trunk from inside, uh, and it looks like in the back uh, of this area are some uh, grocery bags. Just full of grocery bags? Full, yeah, full of groceries, and it kind of stinks a little bit. So they've probably been in there been for a couple of days. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's kind of weird. Um, hey, on a side note, anytime yeah. I move my icon, mm -hmm. the car moves with me. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're, like, connected. Hmm. All right. Okay. 
I just wanted everybody to know, you know, that, you know, <laughs> I'm not a car. I'm a person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> no, that's uh, something new that I've learned. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> You've become Christine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm looking in and I don't necessarily, so a bunch of groceries, anything in the back seat? Um, nope. I mean, other than, you know, just like the typical stuff that you would probably see in a backseat, you know, there's probably like a little, uh, little trash can, uh, yes. with a, uh, a plastic bag, you know, from like, uh, uh, target stretched around it and, you know, a box of Kleenexes and stuff like that. Other than that. All right. I'm going to get rid of your cars and stuff because we oh. probably don't need them right now. If we need them, I'll bring them back in for you. Okay. Um, all right, well, kind of un uh, uneventful. Do I notice anything on the ground around it, like liquids, blood? Uh, make, Pretty an, clean. make an investigation check. Uh, okay. Oh, nope, I don't know. Yep, nope, nothing at all. <laughs> I don't notice the same thing. Okay, well, I'm standing there at this point looking at this pink car. All right. Uh, Hammer, you were walking to the office. Uh, Marshall, what are you up to? I want to look around, see if I see anybody peering out any of the windows or anything like that. If anybody's noticed that we've all arrived. There are a couple of cleaning ladies that are uh, working on one on the second level, one on the main level. Okay. But I don't notice anybody like like a window like one of the blinds move or somebody's peeked out or anything like that, or you can make a, uh, perception. perception. Check. Mm -hmm. Okay. 16. Okay. Looking about doesn't seem like anybody really has taken notice of you guys. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. Bloodhound, you're in the, uh, office down there and you probably heard, uh, what happened in the, uh, little back room behind the desk there after that happened what what do you do um I, i'll walk around to see what's going on and okay. check on sickle and i'm not happy to see what i'm seeing <laughs> and oh. as you as you are coming around the corner the uh the bell dings at the uh at the front door behind you hmm and uh, the hammer uh, is walking in around about that time. Okay. Oh, hey, Bloodhound. <laughs> the chairman goes up oh. and nuzzles him on the um, shin. I'll give chairman a little bit of a piece of uh, big man. <laughs> <laughs> they do make strange sounds. That's not my... That, that that's that's i'm i'm saving that for my new uh, uh text tone so. <laughs> <laughs> okay so well hammer you might want to stay right there for a minute till we get things under control in this office it's not a pretty sight uh oh is there trouble? Can I crack my knuckles? I got big mouth, big Mac in my mouth. <laughs> I think Sickles handled it. Okay, he'll he'll 
Is there like a couch or, or something to sit down? Yeah, uh-huh, there's a couch just across right. from you. He'll plop down. Thank you. <laughs> and, and sharing some pieces with the with the uh, oh, chairman. Chairman, yes, chairman meow. <laughs> so right. the boys are here. What? The boys are here. Can you get that guy covered up? They're not here for the saggy baggy elephant children's storybook pop up hour. All right. So I look around to see if I can find like a. I just kind of roll my eyes, but I'm going to find like a towel or something. And (laughs) 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 who wants to see that shit? And then I'll, I'll go out. All right. So what do you guys want to do here at this point? I want to check out the directory, the, um, the registry Mm -hmm. to see if there are names we recognize or names that stand out. Sure. Make a, an investigation roll. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're off to that kind a of paper start. cut. <laughs> <laughs> start bleeding out on the floor. <laughs> uh, you're actually yeah. looking around for a guest registry, and there is nothing here. All right. There's like a wall of keys, you know, up back behind you. Um, and you know, you could, you, you know, that from what the housekeeper said that, uh, the kids were apparently in number 17, uh, number 17 is actually hung up on the, uh, on the key slot now. Yeah. I'm just, the hammer's going to ask you guys, could you learn anything? Cause I don't know anything that's happened here. <laughs> The maid uh, told me that there was a young couple upstairs and what was it, 17? <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Uh, 17, but when I looked in there, it, she'd already cleaned it. They were gone. And I came came in to ask the uh, manager or whatever this guy is, and he was he yanked himself into oblivion and passed out. Sorry. That's <laughs> 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 gross. That's too gross. <laughs> I could try again. Make it. No, that was great. No, it was good. <laughs> I like I crickets. He just lost three sponsors <laughs> and gained five. <laughs> yep, yep. Commercial break. Only fans. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming uh, from that back room, you you hear. Uh, a little bit of groaning. Just, oh, oh, what the goddamn fuck? What the fuck happened? A little bit of stirring coming I'm from the back. I'm going to run back there with my sword out. Oh, shit. God damn it. No, <laughs> fuck it. No. Hey, look, lady, I, I don't want no trouble. Pull your fucking pants up. Uh, they're up, baby. They're up. Okay. <laughs> Don't call me baby. I'm sorry, Missy. Uh, uh, the hammer walk in there too and just kind of be. Kind of oh, holy shit. On. Who the fuck is this big motherfucker? <laughs> God damn it. What? What all do you, you, what, you, you want the money? Just grab it out of the register. Shut I don't want no trouble. And listen to us. All now. right, I'm shutting up. Shut up. Shutting up. Quit saying it. Okay. Sorry. Shut up. All right. 
we're looking for a young couple and I described Charlotte. I guess I don't know the what the other guy looks like, do I? I mean, roughly. You you know that uh um you know he kind of favors leather jackets, uh like racing jackets, uh, and has has a distinctly kind of greaser Italian kind of look. Okay. So I describe that and I say they were probably here a couple days ago or today. We're not sure. Their phone pinged here. Have you seen them and where are they? All right. Look, look, Missy, I, I don't want no trouble. I, I'll tell you what you want to know. All right. Look, these these two kids come in here like five, six days ago and plop down a gold card for a room. And we get teeny boppers coming in here all the time looking for a quick roll in the hay. And I don't check no IDs and I don't ask no questions. Well, these two weren't in the room for no more than about 45 minutes. And these two blankety blanks roll up in the lot and make a beeline for the office. And we get these types breezing through here all the time from Tijuana. But I'm telling you, these two fuckers were on a mission. Now, usually these fucking blankety blanks don't stir no shit up, but... This pair comes in here flashing their pieces and asking if I saw a girl in a red coat. So I says, yeah, I says, she and her boyfriend are shacked up over in 17. Well, these blankety blanks bust out of the office like bats out of hell and they bust down the door to 17. And these fuckers are in there about a minute. And then this Italian stallion vaults up out of the balcony and starts hoofing it down there across the parking lot. Old blankety blank number one pops a few shots from the balcony, goes in the room, and then him and his buddy drag out the girl kicking and screaming, throw her in the back of the truck, and then speed the fuck up on out of here. Is there a phone here left behind by them? Well, yeah, I, I there are a couple of phones. Actually, I got them both here in the lost and found. Let me have them. All right. He hands those over to you. <clears throat> those two blankety blanks that came up here and took that girl i think they must be connected to them shit eaters down south that call themselves the chupacabras bunch of gun running coke fiends that have a vice grip on all of baja down across the border hmm. <laughs> did you get a license plate Fuck no i didn't get no goddamn license plate none of my goddamn business yeah <sighs> Spend less time in your pants and more watching your eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Hammer. <laughs> I like that. Um, do you have security cameras in this this crappy place? Well, yeah, I got security cameras. I, got, I we keep everything on them tapes down there underneath the desk. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, grab the tapes, I guess. Okay. You have a VCR player on site? Well, what you think, our sweetheart? <sighs> <laughs> wouldn't do I, me I no mean, good. How many tapes are down there? Yeah, a lot. I, okay, I think there needs to be a, a luck roll between <laughs> what is a sworn tape and what is an actual <laughs> right. recorded tape. Thanks, Andy. That's brilliant. <laughs> all right uh he says look if you're looking for that tape i can i can dig it out for you if you just put that 
pointy stick down and I can get over there and I can I can pull it out for you. And I'm talking about the tape, not not anything, you know, like else. Yeah. Hammer tries to reach the tapes and then he drops it and goes, ah, oh, the stick get it for us. Luck roll. Gross. All right. I put the sword away. All right. So he uh, reaches in, kind of sorts through a couple of things, pulls out a tape and takes you back into the office and uh, plops in the tape in the VCR. Uh, the other two guys, Marshall and Babysitter, what are you guys up to? Um, at this point, I'm just going to mosey toward the office because, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else that I've noticed up here. I mean, I guess take one more notice roll and see if something uh, catches my eye. That's pretty much everything at this point, I think. Okay. Right? Since right. you are already rolled. Uh, did I, I watched him go over and like open up the back of the car and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he did, I kind of yelled, you find anything? And I just turn around and flip him off and walk in. <laughs> did he close the trunk? No. Okay, I wander over and look in the trunk and see the bags of groceries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking for a snack. <laughs> uh, you open up one of the bags and just get wafted in the face by just rotten meat. Uh, okay, there's lunch meat that's probably been sitting back there for about a about a week. Okay. Oh. No, even I'm not that hungry. <laughs> uh, I'll just close it up and then start heading into the office. All right. So you guys are probably rolling in there right right about the time he's throwing the tape in. Uh, so he kind of rewinds a bit uh, to the point where all of this happened. Uh, and what you see is a uh, you you see the moment where this pink Lincoln kind of pulls up uh, and out from the Lincoln come uh, Anthony and charlotte uh charlotte has got the uh kind of a a satchel over her shoulder uh and that's about the only thing that they're carrying they walk in conduct whatever business they conduct get the key and then head back up and go to the room up on the second floor room 17. um Fast forwards a little bit, and then you end up seeing a 1970s El Camino Supersport pull up into the parking lot. And two men of what appear to be Hispanic descent emerge and then approach the motel office. After a few minutes, the two men leave the office and then head to room 17. The door opens a crack, and the men kick the door in. And after a few moments, you see Anthony run out the front door carrying a satchel. He jumps off the balcony, uh, lands on the uh, pink Lincoln Town car, rolls onto the parking lot, and then starts dashing across the lot. One of the two Mexicans then limps out of the hotel room, and it looks like he may have a knife stuck in his outer thigh. He's got his gun drawn and he begins firing in the direction where Anthony had taken off. After taking six shots, emptying the clip, he ducks back into the room. 
A few moments later, the two men emerge with Charlotte in tow, and the uninjured one is holding her by the hair and drags her down the steps and forces her into the El Camino, and then the car peels out of the parking lot and out of sight. When, so, was, when was this again? Do we know? Well, the, by, by, the da- by the date on this, this was about six days ago. It was a week. Okay. Shit. Let me see which direction the car went. When from, the- not from the parking lot. No, you just okay. saw it peel out of the lot. You couldn't see which way it went. Okay. I'm going to kind of go out to the direction they were firing and just see if there's a dead kid laying out there in the in the bushes. Okay. Yep. And you can make a uh, investigation roll. Yeah. At least know where the bushes are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of look in the area, uh, and nothing really is popping up out there that really looks out of place. Uh, no, blood. no blood stains. No. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. So I guess I'm gonna go back in and just say hey it looks like looks like he made it escape i didn't see anything out there that indicated he was shot yeah but where the hell did he go and where'd they take charlotte hmm they leave their phones yeah they did i have a question about the phones though yeah are they like the brick kind of bricky yeah or are Uh they like a, I don't remember what, like I didn't have a cell phone they, until like 2000. They, they, they weren't like the really big giant ones. They probably got yeah. like the, the Nokia uh, early brick okay. models that were like yeah. maybe about, you know, six inches tall or so. Okay. Yeah. Do they have oh, any no. juice in them? Um, well, they yeah. must if they're still pinging a little bit. Yeah. Well, the the one was still pinging. Yeah. Okay. Could you text? I, I don't know. This is like a lesson. Could you text uh, on those? Can you, you do Star sixty nine and find actually, out? Who they actually, what? some of them you could, uh, but you, you yeah you had to actually type out like A B C and yeah. then D E F uh, you know uh, in order to do that. But okay. uh, yeah, you could. Very few people actually utilized it back then. Yeah, because it was such a pain. Is there uh, any call history in the phone saved? No. Uh, you have to be able to star 69, though. That's just a phone call, right? Yeah, that was just call back the last person that called you. But cell phones didn't work that way in the yeah. 80s. 90s. 90s. 95. Yeah, yeah, I think that was landlines only. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't come until later. Like call waiting on cell lines. Yeah, I want you to cut all of this out because we're supposed to know this stuff. <laughs> just put this part on TikTok and yeah, Gen X or something. See, and really, he could have said they had the Motorola StarTech because that was like an itty bitty phone. And you opened it up and you're like, hello, 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 hello. All right. I guess I'm just. Marshall, I've got the phones right here. If you want to look at them, I don't, I don't know how to get any information off of them, but here they are. I'm gonna start beeping through them and see if I find anything <clears throat> in anything. Um, it really doesn't kind of store the the phone numbers. I think he still had the. Well, no, I I take that back. I think it did have like stored numbers that you could put into those. Yeah. So. 
most of the numbers that you see in there, this is, um, I think it was Charlotte's phone that was actually pinging. Yeah. Um, a lot of those numbers are numbers that you would recognize, you know, people in the family uh, and so forth. You, you recognize probably some of her friends' names and stuff and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and then uh, you see one that is simply just AJ. Okay. And uh, that one kind of sticks out because it's definitely not one that you recognize. But putting two and two together, AJ, Anthony, whatever his middle name is. Yeah. That's probably him. And I just hit it, I hit that it, button just to call it. Um it rings busy. Okay. Well, this is about as much of a dead end as you could expect to hit. Well, on the tape, think, on the tape, uh, do yeah. we see the driver's license? <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not, it's only nine pixels. Can we amplify? <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. Um, okay, so is Brown Eye still there? Yeah, oh yeah. Hey, how many other people were here the day this happened? Are any of them still staying in the hotel? Uh, well, I don't know. I I don't really keep a record of it, but uh, you know, we, we could probably ask around if you wanted to. I I mean, I take it y'all are looking for them two kids. Then yeah. you you're not here to rob me. No. No, the only thing we care about is taking care of those two kids and making sure they get home safe. Well, I can tell you those two blankety blanks that came in here, I, they've been through here before, and I, I'm I'm pretty pretty damn sure that they're some of them chupacabra fellas that come up from Tijuana. Now, I may know somebody that can help you down that way in Tijuana. Back in the good old days, I did a lot of work for him. He never told me his name, but I'm pretty sure he worked for the government. Something bad happened to him recently, though, and he's kind of made a name for himself down in Mexico way. Sounds like he gave up the government gig and has gone rogue. People call him the sage. Uh, he's an intense motherfucker, but he knows what's what when it comes to the cartels. Wears a red bandana, plays a cool piano down in a honky-tonk in Tijuana at a place called El Pasaje Secreto. What in the world does that mean? Uh, I don't know. I think it means something like a secret passage or something. But there's a bartender down there. I know the guy is a cat named Joe. Put in a word with him, and then he can probably get you in touch with the sage. And if anybody knows what the chupacabras down that way is up to, it's probably going to be him. What else do you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Any of these chupacabras ever stay here on their way through? Shit, yeah, all the time. They come through here quite a bit. Do you know anywhere else they might stay where we might be able to find one of them? Mm. Well, mine is the one place right across the border that uh, is a little bit off the beaten path, and that's kind of what they prefer. So... I seem to be the stopping point for most of them fellers. Then you don't know a damn thing. Well, that's the best I can do for you, partner. So we go to the secret passage, talk to Joe, and ask for the sage. And what's your name? Bob. You just tell him Bob sent you? Well, Bob Farrington. 
Is that really your name? That's my name, Farmington. How far is it from here? Well, across the border. I mean, it, it ain't too far to get down to Tijuana. It'll take you maybe about 45 minutes, but, you know, you got to go through a checkpoint to get down there. Got to cross the border. Yeah, I don't see that being a problem. All right, you have a vending machine or anything around here? Yeah, yeah, right across the parking lot over there. It's a little standalone right next to the steps lead up to the second floor. Great, thanks. I want to go straight over to the vending machine. All right. And when I get there, I'm going to break the glass and take everything inside of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As an I asked Bob, has anyone been in room 17 since the two kids left? You mean staying there? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I might have had somebody. Yeah, I had somebody in there. Just like one person? Yeah. Okay. Uh, mind if I go up and take a look at the room? Yeah, knock yourself out. He tosses you the key. Okay. Go up to room 17. Okay. Open the door. We'll say what? Room 17, like right here? Uh, hold on. Let's, let's go right there. Yep, you got it. Except the door right there. Okay. Uh, go in. Look around the bedroom area. Perception. Uh, investigation. 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 Mm -hmm. investigation. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the other little bedroom area. Why are there three beds in there? Getting all the bad rolls out. out <laughs> that's just that's just weird. <laughs> investigation. Oh. And what are you looking at? Uh, this little bed nightstand here in the corner. Okay. Since there's like a gazillion beds in this hotel room. <laughs> um, nightstand turns up clear. Okay. Um, and then I go in the bathroom. I'm being real nice to you here, letting you roll like 20 times. <laughs> Well, I'm going to different rooms. I, I figured <laughs> I figured you weren't gonna let me just do once and that takes care of everything. I open the top drawer and roll investigation. I open the bottom drawer and roll investigation. I turn around and notice I, there's a shower curtain. I yeah, roll I investigation. investigation. <laughs> I open the window. Investigation. All right. So I think nothing's there. All right. So taking an That's average boring. of the three rolls that you made. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I made four eventually you're going to uh probably with your history you kind of know where to look uh mm -hmm. and you start lifting up mattresses and whatnot and underneath the mattress uh closest to the bathroom here the bed closest to the bathroom lift that up and you find a, a 38 special oh And then I'm gonna take that and check the check the cylinder, see if there's any shots been fired or if it's half empty, half full. Uh looks uh looks fully loaded. Looks fully loaded. Okay. So at this point I'm just gonna take that bat bad boy and stuck it in my waistband in the low of my back. All right. 
And I guess I'm going to mosey on out then. Okay. I keep trying to click on you. <laughs> you keep moving. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna drop that in there for you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can you get me? Literally, I did it three times, and every time you moved. <laughs> Said, "Roll a hesitation. Roll a hesitation. Roll a hesitation." <laughs> All right. I've pulled that onto your character sheet. Thank you. That's the first thing I've added to the entire game. All right, so what do you guys want to do now? I think we need to go to Tijuana to the secret passage. That sounds like. Yep. It's the only lead we got. We got to chase it down. Or right. we can go back to the strip club that we are supposed to go to last week. I already deleted that map. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> and let's go. <laughs> I got it. Right Honestly, let's, let's split the party. <laughs> yes, split the party. All right, let's go down to Mexico or Tijuana. All right, so you guys uh, get in your caravan and start uh, heading down towards Mexico way. Um, you're going to end up uh, having to cross border patrol so how are you guys going to get into mexico well the u.s marshal badge mexico the other way huh what'd you say they don't care who they live in mexico it's coming out the other way they're just like whatever move on we we have our passports or i would imagine you don't need them probably do don't need them that wasn't until after 2011. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you could go okay. to Canada, you could go to Mexico with no passports. That's All good. right. So actually traveling down there, I mean, did did you not have to go through? No, oh, you did. Have, you had to go through. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You just didn't have to have a passport. They were friendly countries after 9-11. Right. I think all that ended. And and you could carry uh, loaded weapons and katanas across the border with and no stolen, problem. Right? No. Stolen motorcycles. <laughs> All right, we, we're gonna have to go around, or someone's gonna have to smooth talk these guys. Um, I would like to be in the lead car going through. righty. I mean, bricks and sledgehammers. That's good, right? <laughs> You're a construction worker. Just doing construction. Oh, yeah. Construction worker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My bricks with me. We're day laborers. <laughs> I imagine you and the doc are probably driving together then, probably, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, so you guys pull up to Border Patrol, uh, and there's several uh, Border Patrol agents, you know, that are kind of letting people through. They'll stop the car, uh, and you guys pull up in the wagon train, uh, and... They say, state your business in, uh, in Tijuana, please. Uh, it's official business, and I flash my U.S. Marshal badge. I say, uh, we're down here getting ready to take some stuff out. Uh, the uh, cars behind me and some of the bikes are also with me as well. So I got the whole crew going down. We're going to probably be setting up for a couple of days. Um, let me take a look at that badge. Yeah, absolutely. I hand it to him. Make a persuasion roll for me, please. Yep. So we're kind of in a bit of a hurry. Unfortunately, we uh, had some trouble 
with one of these crappy cars that they keep sticking us in. I'm rolling that advantage too because I have military solidarity. Mm-hmm. Solidarity. Yep. Um, so anytime I talk to military, I get. Ooh, there you go, twenty-one. So if we could expedite this, man, I would be most appreciated. Otherwise, my ass is going to be grass when I get down there. It's quite an interesting crew you got with you. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Would you guess any of us were marshals, though? Uh, Well, you're about the only one that actually looks like it. That fellow back there in the Plymouth, uh, he could probably pass. (laughs) But the rest of them. Uh, Well, there's a reason they don't put me in the field. They put me uh, on comms. All the rest of these guys, though, pretend like you never saw them. All right. Well, I know better than ask too many questions. On with you. I really enjoy, appreciate it, man. Enjoy your time in Tijuana. Yeah. Well, depends if we're able to bust anybody when we're down there. Keep fighting a good fight, brother. Right on. Right back at you. I'm right. so glad we didn't have to have a shootout at the border. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you guys end up uh, in Tijuana. Uh, once you guys uh, arrive there, uh, I, I assume you're pretty much just trying to find El Pasaje Secreto. Asking around to the locals uh, in Tijuana, uh, they all seem to know of this place, and it's pretty easy to get directions. It's located in the heart of the city on Avenida del Sol. This street seems to kind of have a character all of its own, uh, and it's a dance of colors, chaos, and vibrant life. This little Mexican gem known as El Pasaje Secreto lies nestled in the middle of this bustling avenue. The restaurant's ex- exterior boasts a brash mosaic of neon signs that flash in Spanish and English, each one vying for attention. Taco Loco, Margaritas, Two for One, Live Mariachi Tonight. Those are just some of the promises that are scrawled in fluorescent lettering fighting for supremacy in this visual carnival. The street outside is alive and crowded with locals and tourists alike. You can spot mariachi bands playing their hearts out, drawing in curious patrons while street vendors peddle their goods with a theatrical flair. Sombreros, maracas, and banners hang in vibrant displays while taco stands waft out tantalizing aromas of sizzling meat, fresh cilantro, and spicy salsas. The sidewalks are lined with an array of characters, from the hustlers to the hopefuls. Street artists sketch intricate portraits of tourists with exaggerated features, promising promising beauty for a few pesos. There's a tequila tequila joe uh, swaying under the weight of an enormous sombrero, sombrero that shades his face as he juggles bottles of fiery spirits inviting you to take a shot. There's a wide array of people that fill the carnival-like street, including bohemian artists, thrill-seekers, hustlers looking for an easy dollar, and sweethearts stealing kisses beneath the neon glow. They all converge in a glorious cacophony of chaos. The streets breathe life, 
It's a mosaic of colors and clashing sounds. It's a mosaic that makes Tijuana the unforgettable place that it is. But there is a seedy underbelly that lurks beneath the surface of Avenida del Sol. Shady characters huddle in the darkened alleys, peddling contraband and stolen goods, eyeing you with a mix of desperation and mischief. The urban art that decorates the walls takes on a darker, more cryptic tone as you venture down the street. Those of you with more street cred instantly recognize that it's not just artistic expression, but a code that only insiders can decipher. The pavement is marked with chalk symbols and cryptic hieroglyphs indicating gang territories and secret meeting points. Unassuming doorways lead to hidden speakeasies where patrons engage in illegal activities. Each door bears its own symbol, hinting at what lies within. Just out of sight, the homeless huddle under makeshift cardboard shelters in the shadows of the bustling street, their presence adding a somber and desperate undertone to the scene. As you step into the entrance of El Pasaje Secreto, you're immediately transported into another world, a secret haven tucked away within the bustling streets of Tijuana. The floors inside are adorned with rich reddish-brown hardwood providing a warm, welcoming foundation. On the walls, traditional Mexican folk art in a kaleidoscope of colors creates a captivating tapestry that tells stories of generations gone by. Each piece appears to have its own narrative, leaving you with a sense of the rich cultural history that fills the room. The main room takes on an L-shaped layout, offering a unique ambiance. A series of booths line the walls and their tables are set with vibrant embroidered cloths that add a touch of local flair. Five standalone tables occupy the central area, beckoning guests to gather and share stories. At the far end of the room, a J-shaped bar serves as the focal point, where the bartender crafts signature cocktails with precision with the precision of an artisan. Nestled in the crook of the L-shaped room is a delightful courtyard garden. The stone path that meanders through uh, manicured greenery, uh, leading you to a small, tranquil pond adorned with lilies. The sounds of softly trickling water and the songs of visiting birds create a soothing backdrop to the bustling city outside. The booths that border the interior wall each feature large windows, offering patrons the perfect view of this calming oasis. There's a diverse mix of locals and tourists that fill the room, creating a lively yet welcoming atmosphere. About 19 patrons in total are scattered throughout the restaurant, engaged in hushed conversations over uh, their savory, flavorful meals. There's a dedicated wait staff dressed in traditional Mexican attire, gracefully navigating the room and attending to the patrons' needs with a genuine smile. Now, amidst this eclectic clientele, however, three patrons stand out from the crowd, and their presence sends a shiver down your spine. These faces that you recognize from your recent dealings with the Code Warrior are faces that you saw on his computer monitor barely 24 hours ago. 
Holly the Dagger, Death Row Donnie Donato, and Tommy T-Bone Bonetti of the notorious Cristiano crime family are in plain view and casting an unsettling shadow on El Pasaje Secreto. Uh, and I think, let me pull up their pictures just to remind you what they look like. Thought I had those ready, but I did not. All right, so here is Death Row Donnie. There is T-Bone. And there is the dagger. And this is AJ's crime family, right? He's from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. They look like a friendly bunch. And they are uh, in what seems to be a little bit of a heated conversation with the bartender. And I'll pull you guys forward just a little bit. You probably can't see it from where you are right there. So if you come down a little bit into the main room here, that'll kind of give you a better view of what's going on. So what do you guys want to do? Eavesdrop. We're very inconspicuous, aren't we? <laughs> you oh, yeah. are, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Donnie, uh, the uh, death row Donnie, is basically standing with his arms crossed uh, and just kind of scouting the room a bit. Um, as you guys come walking into the main area, there's a, uh, a waiter that kind of walks over to you, uh, and, uh, says, takes one look at you and says in perfect English, uh, how many of you for tonight? Uh, be six of us and a child's chair for the cat. <laughs> um, and you've got the cat draped across your shoulders, right? Yes. All right. So he walks you over to the table here uh, in the corner uh, that should accommodate all of you. Uh, and you guys are eavesdropping on the conversation. Is that right, uh, Marshall? I mean, I think we should try to see sort of what it plays out before we go in with Katana swinging, doing burnouts and wheelies in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm not saying it's a bad plan. I just think it should be playing C. I'll do donuts in a restaurant. <laughs> we'll order donuts in the restaurant. Yes. <laughs> the guy did the guy notice us? Did he have a reaction to us or anything? Um, Out in the place. We're gonna make a little roll and see how he does. All right, he's basically just standing there and just kind of scanning the crowd. Uh, didn't seem to, you know, make any kind of acknowledgement of your entrance. Um, but as you're kind of listening in, um, he, Paulie, is the guy that's doing the talking. He's kind of the shorter, uh, thinner, wiry, Weasley-looking uh, dude in the bunch. Uh, and you kind of catch in on his conversation. He's loud. Uh, so he's he's really not making any point to kind of conceal what he's saying. So you at least have that in your advantage and don't have to really strain to listen even from across the room. 
He says, listen here, buddy. I got a question for you. And if you give me the right answers, I'm going to make it worth your while. You seen anything strange around here lately? And the bartender responds, strange. Um, no, everything is normal. Just people enjoying their tequila and tacos. Are you sure about that, Joe? You don't want to give us a run around here now, do you? Let me be more specific. We're looking for a couple of kids. A boy in a flashy yellow uh, leather racing jacket and a girl in a red fur coat. You seen anybody like that? Sounds like these two are in the wrong hemisphere. You've been outside, no? It's hot as balls in Tijuana, my friend. No, I haven't seen them, Pally. This place always has interesting characters, but kids like that? No. Hey, did you hear that, T-Bone? I think this guy's getting smart with me. You getting smart with me, buddy? Sir, let me be clear. First off, I am not your buddy. Second, I am not getting smart with you. I simply do not like your tone. I am telling you, I've been pouring drinks here for years, and I would know if some kids came in that looked like that, that walked through my door. All right, all right. No need to go get so defensive. We're all friends here, right? Tell you what, let's try a different line of questioning, shall we? Maybe you heard something about a little outfit down around these parts called the Chupacabras, eh? And Joe, the bartender, visibly kind of tenses up a little bit at this. Sir, I think it is best that you not speak that name around here. You know what names like that can do to people. Listen here, Joe. These fucking Chupacabras, they're the ones that took the kids that we're looking for. And I think that you know where we can find them. Mister, I'm telling you, I don't know anything about these kids or these chupacabras, whatever you're talking about. And then he slams his hand on the bar. Enough of this crap, Joe. We know there's some blind dude here that's got the lowdown on the cartels. We want to see him. Joe says, blind dude? I'm afraid that I still don't know what you're talking about. Um, he, Polly raises his voice a little bit more and he, and he says, don't play games with me, Joe. Bring out the sage or things get messy. And as the tension escalates, uh, Polly's hand kind of inches towards his coat, uh, and death row Donnie shifts his weight a little bit while T-Bone remains calm, but vigilant. And the patrons now have all fallen silent. Joe, at this point, says, Sir, I believe you are frightening my patrons. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Uh, and when he says that, a couple of the patrons uh, in the middle of the room and just off uh, to where you guys are seated, I'm going to pull you down here just a little bit to kind of get you in that neighborhood. So we can kind of see. Uh, these guys are all dressed uh, maybe not real fancy. 
and have some red bandanas on their heads. Uh, these four guys stand up from their tables and all draw pistols uh, and aim them at the three guys at the bar. And Polly says, all right, now we're getting somewhere, Joe. Look, we just want to talk to the sage. Let's keep this nice and civil, huh? All right, what do you guys want to do with that information? <clears throat> now can we now can we katana them? <laughs> I I don't think we're gonna have to. Can they take it take her take it out themselves? Yeah. I'm thinking we flip the table and take cover. Uh so the bigger question is where who can we get uh further with there? Can we get further with the guys with guns drawn or the Italians? Because they're looking for the same people we're looking for. Although they could blame us for their guy going missing. I view the Italians as collateral damage if something goes haywire. I think Joe is the key to meeting the sage. That's who we're supposed to be talking to anyway. So I think he needs to be who we protect. Okay. Look, the, the Italians are after the same thing we're after. They're looking for the sage. We're looking for the sage. We're looking for Charlotte. They're looking for Tony. Yeah, we could work together with them. I see no reason that we have to make this uh, uncivil. Can we get some appetizers first, or are we going to have to just... I mean, I'm down for chips and queso. too. <laughs> <laughs> Should we try and defuse the situation? Uh, sure. You don't want me to defuse it. It won't go well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to pause for just a moment, and then I'm going to ask um, the nail. You've heard this conversation coming from the other room. Who's the nail? What do you want to do? <laughs> it's Chris's imaginary friend. Who? When he's not there. The nail. Hey! Oh. <laughs> That's not the nail. Special the guest hammer. appearance. Is that the hammer's husband? Oh, no, I mean... <laughs> I was like, it's the hammer. What are you calling me a nail for? <laughs> when you're the hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> or you were calling yourself the, the mountain last time. I did, so, yeah. <laughs> What can I do for you all? It brings us to your, our fine establishment here. <laughs> Are you wanting to approach the uh, the group? I approach the group. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I'll bring I'll bring you out here. This is exciting. Uh, amigos, come on, Stan. You're a big group. You make quite an entrance. So I'm going to show you a picture of what uh, this individual looks like. And um, I dig it. Yeah. Marshall. He even gets special lettering. Marshall. Nice. Huh? Yeah. You recognize this guy. And you know him actually really, really well. It's my former partner. And the nail, you recognize this guy. Johnny Valentine. It's been a <clears> long time. <throat> 
time since we've seen each other, isn't it? Friend, you might, this is what? Randy Randy Anderson, uh, uh, Marshall. That's uh, that's who we're dealing with here. Randy, the hell are you doing here? And the three of us, four of us, look at each other like Johnny Valentine. I might ask you the same, Johnny. Well, I go by the Marshall these days, if you don't mind. Marshall? Randall? What brings you to our little neck of the woods? I'm looking for somebody. Friend's daughter's gone missing, and we think that she's somewhere down in these whereabouts, or somebody down here could actually help us find her. Friend's daughter? Well, you've come to the right place, I think. But... You should talk to my friend. The sage? The sage. That's who we came down here to talk to. And then we noticed these idiots making a bit of a stir looking for the same guy. And when you see the sage, they'll be eating cochinita pibil with tequila and lime. Don't say anything about it. Is that weird? Just don't say anything about it. Okay. I think we can handle that. You know where we can find him? Yeah, I'll check and see that if he'd be willing to talk to you all. We'd be much obliged. So don't make a comment about his glasses. Don't make a comment about his glasses or the food don't he's eating? about his glasses or the food he's eating. Just a warning. Okay. This is getting kind of weird, you know. It's all weird here. It's all weird. Now, while you guys have been having this conversation, the uh, conversation at the bar has become a bit more heated. Uh, and you can see the, uh, the gangsters that were at the individual booths have now kind of started to move in towards the, uh, the mafia guys. Uh, T-Bone is still seated at the table. Donnie is still uh, standing there with his arms crossed. And these guys are walking in with their guns on these three individuals while uh, the dagger is, is shouting at Joe. Uh, and at this point, the dagger actually reaches across and grabs hold of Joe by the, uh, by the shirt and begins to pull him towards him. Uh, and then you hear a shot ring out. The crowd that's in there, the regular patrons get up and immediately just file out. <laughs> Very calmly, quickly walk out. <laughs> They're apparently used to stuff like this happening. Um, so with that in mind, there is a scuffle now that is happening around the bar and uh, Randy you know that uh, where you want to take them is unfortunately through that scuffle. So what do you guys want to do? Oh, I'm Randy. Um, now, what, what's our relationship? Hi, everybody. What's our relationship hey. to these people? What's our relationship to the, what's what, I mean, do we need to be careful or can we kill them? Like me, like in terms of me and this, this, you know, do we need the, to kill them? Or do we need to kill them? 
the four gangsters, the Mexican guys, uh, would be, uh, you, you would consider them to be friendly, uh, because they're friends with Joe, uh, the, the bartender. So you would probably not want to attack the gangsters. Uh, the three mafioso dudes, uh, Donnie, uh, the dagger and T-bone, uh, would certainly be fair game. All right. So I yell, Hey, Hey, you three, get your hands off our bartender. Calm it down. Uh, the, the dagger, uh, backs up just a little bit. Uh, and you can see that he has taken a shot, uh, in the gut at this point uh and he says oh, motherfucker shot me donnie this motherfucker shot me uh and donnie turns around and then is making his way in towards joe okay marshall you uh you come packing always are you ready, ready. <laughs> uh let's bring back the old times are your friends ready for this too, or are these just tourists? Guys, bring hell. Let's do it. <laughs> music, music. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I've pulled up your combat tracker, uh, which is the two swords in the upper right-hand corner for those of you just joining us. Uh, and then you can roll your uh, initiative by hitting the uh, 20-sided die over on the right-hand side. You're going to have to do that for me, Chris. Is it not working for you? Okay. No, I can't. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think what I may end up having to do for you is just rebuilding the character because I'm noticing on your token, it doesn't have your health bar on the bottom. Uh, so I think there may be something wrong with uh, with the token, and that may be causing our problems. What's well, my character sheet. It should be on there. I can't see it, though. Yeah, yeah, you got the health there. Yeah. I have a question too. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, I have advantage on initiative. Does that is it already calculated into it? So I click normal or do I click advantage? Um, I would probably just roll a D20 at the bottom of the chat window and see if okay. it's higher than that. And if it is, then I can change it. Yeah, I wrote a second time because my I have a feat that lets me do that. And then you want me to roll again? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. All right. So, um, Hammer, Hammer, did you roll higher with your extra roll? Oh, yeah. Much higher. All right. Let's see. Where are you? There you are. What uh, What did you get? Uh, I think it was 15. Let me double check. What was that? Yep, 15. All right. And then Dana, did you roll higher? Oh yeah. Okay. What was yours? Twenty-three. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> it, it, twenty it, it, it shows. Okay. I wasn't 23. sure. Okay. I keep beginning to ask. All right. Okay, so with twenty-three, you go first. All right. I'm uh did we are we still just sitting? Do you think we probably all got up and <laughs> right, guys? I, I think probably oh, yeah. this this is you guys probably just having gotten up. So yeah, you okay. uh you'll need to move into the fray. All right. Um I'm gonna move 
before? Did you do that or did I? I'm going to move forward enough that I can get around our new friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to throw a comma at Donnie, Death Row Donnie. All right. What's your range on that? I don't know yet. It's, it's probably 60. Where, do, where would that say? Uh, so you go to inventory and open it and I just don't know where the range is going. Yeah, yeah I, actually it should. That's a good question, but I, I'm fairly certain it's 60. Okay. Uh, so you would need to move just a little bit closer and I think you've got the range to still move and make the action. There you go. That certainly would get okay. you there. Mm -hmm. Is that allowed? Yep. Okay. All right. So if you want to make a roll then with your comma as thrown. Does he know I'm there? Do I get a little extra something because he can't see me? I think he knows you're there. Okay. Um, there but <laughs> you roll it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not great. All right, so 13. All right, so you throw it, uh, and the pitch of how you did it, it just so happens that it just hits him on the wooden side and not the, uh, the actual blade. Uh, okay. So it hits him and it bounces off. And he looks down at it and he looks up at you. <laughs> and then we will go to... Uh, the dagger next. Uh, so he has been shot in the gut. Uh, so I'm going to take a little health off of him. Barely moves. And uh, he throws his jacket open uh, and actually off of his body. And you see he's wearing a vest underneath it. And it is lined with throwing daggers. Uh, and he reaches in and grabs and just chucks him at Joe. And he got a 20. That definitely is going to hit. 2d4 piercing. All right, so he rolls that twice. All right, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he does nine points of damage to Joe uh, and hits him with two daggers, thunk, thunk, uh, right in the shoulders. Uh, and Joe drops down behind the bar. Uh, T-Bone goes next. Uh, T-Bone just spins around in the bar stool that he's sitting on. Uh, and he is going to run towards uh, the two guys that are standing by the door uh, up north of him uh, and is going to make an unarmed strike attack on both of these guys. Ooh, we've got a seven on one and a five on the other one. <laughs> Uh, and he just uh, bursts through the doorway and into the room beyond. Uh, and a little bit out of sight. From him, I think we go to the marshal. 
Okay. I want to move up around Sickle so I have a direct line of sight on Death Row Donnie. Mm -hmm. if, can I get to here? Uh, My yeah. total speed is 30. Yeah. Okay. And then I want to take a shot on him. Using on Donnie? Missiles. Yeah. Okay. I want to try and take him out. Okay. Um, and I have a gunfighter feat where if I take a bonus action, I can treat any firearm that I wield uh, that's not slow firing, which my pistols aren't, as if it has a burst three property until the end of my turn. Okay. So what does that do? Uh, set your... Set my gun to burst? Gun to burst. That'd be suppressive fire, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then roll it? Yep. And basically what that does is... Um... Ooh, yeah, we probably need to add a, hold on one second. Let me try something here because I think we might need to edit that. Okay. Details. Burst. Ah, there we go. Okay. Okay. So I'll do that to the, your other gun there too, as well. So you've got that on both of them. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm shooting with my gold plated. Okay. I figured, so roll yeah. a burst attack. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I don't think I have any advantage for this. Oh come on! <laughs> All right. Do you uh, do you have multiple actions yet? Um, I don't think I do. No. Where would I see that? It'd be under features. Oh, we're level three, right? Uh, four. Oh, we're level four. Mm -hmm. I feel like I missed. I level up at some point. Oh, did you? Oh, you might have been. That might have been the one you missed. We need to get you leveled up. If you want, if you want to level yourself up, by all means, please do. Oh, everybody, suddenly everybody I feel like I'm powering up. Takes a shot at tequila. <laughs> uh, no, I do not have multiple actions. Okay, so you do have a couple of bonus actions. Get down and uh, and come get some, so you can yep. use those at any point. But okay, okay. All right, so from you, then we go to one so of I guess the I just missed. Yep, yep. Well, that's embarrassing. All right, Randy, so you didn't see that, did you? Yeah. This gangster right here uh, is going to take a shot at the dagger. And he got a 13, which does not hit. Uh, so his shot goes wide as well. So bullets are flying, but not hitting much. Uh, after the gangster, we go to the hammer. Who is still leveling up. <laughs> still, I'm, in the mid, I'm mid leveling up. <laughs> uh, well, I'm in the middle of that transition in power. Um, I will. Can I go? Oops. Let's see here. Go up to this table. It's right by them. Can't see peen. That's right above the sickle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh there we go. And I'm gonna run up there, chuck over that table, and then like pitch a brick over at Donnie. All right. Um 
one second. And Tori, is that a small painful thing? Yep. Medium. Small? Okay. Small. Oh, and I'm going to do a smash of it if it hits. Holy crap. Ooh, 25. There you go. All right. So uh, that's a critical. So roll double damage on that. Wow, that was a really bad roll, I guess. <laughs> For a crit, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yep, nine points and it smashes the brick and wherever it hits him. All right. So you chuck it at him uh, and it hits him right on top of his noggin and just bursts into a cloud of uh, orange clay. And he kind of reels back just a little bit, touches his head, looks and looks at the dust. And he was like, did you just throw a brick at me? <laughs> Mamma mia. Yep. Mamma mia. mia. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, the gangster that just got charged by T-Bone uh, is going to reach back into the room and try to grab T-Bone uh, to pull him out. And he got a 17. So he grabs hold of him and brings him back out into the room. Uh, so T-Bone is now... Well, shit, come on. Back in view and between the two gangsters there by the door. Um, babysitter, it's your turn. All right. Um... Oh, geez. Let's see. I'm still I'm way back in this corner. I'm gonna make my way. Is that booth right here below the sickle? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh I'm gonna make my way behind this booth. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna pop up with one of my uh the semi-automatic, but I'm gonna spray. Okay. So and let's see, it's gonna be so. So I'm laying down suppressive fire. Okay. And, and so that's a ten foot area basically that you're kind yeah. of covering. Right. Is that gonna reach him? That will reach him. Yeah, just barely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, tru truthfully, what he's gonna, what he would need to do is is dive for cover. Uh, but I think he's already made his action for this round. Is that a bonus action for dive for cover? Oh, I don't know. I do have... Um, I do have Artful Dodger as a feat. No, I don't think that affects this at all. Okay, okay. Marks, do you know is that is that a bonus action or is that? I'm sorry. What what was it? Uh, die for cover. I'm I think sure. it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make that attack, Andy. Oh, okay. Yeah, back over here. Um, so my right, pistol one handed. Um, hello. Yeah, I can't get it to come up. What what I'm, what's I'm trying to use the semi-automatic pistol, and when I click, it's not opening my roll box. What are you roll. clicking on? 
the semi-automatic pistol. You click on suppressive fire uh, yeah. on the 10 feet. Yep. You're clicking on that and it's not yep. doing anything? It's giving me like this little target icon that I can target somebody. Oh, it's because I'm outside of 10 feet, I bet. Well, no. Yeah. Because it won't. Oh, so then I think you then just roll damage. Oh, uh, okay. That's what it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's, only thing I can roll. That's actually kind of cool. I didn't realize that it would do that. That's kind of okay. neat. Okay. All right. So then... And I just totally missed. No, that's not a miss. That's that's the damage. That's the damage. Okay. Uh-huh. Because they didn't expect to see that coming, so... Sorry about this, guys. I get into these little things that are a little out of my wheelhouse, and I got to look this up. What's your question? So, suppressive fire and die for cover. Die for um, cover is not an action, I don't think, but he can move and take cover. So, that can happen because each character can get move 30 feet and then mm -hmm. take back action, which means what he could do is do his attack. And as long as he's not moving out of out from an immediate or they would get an opportunity attack, he can then move and take cover. Okay. So a dive for cover would be his movement, and then he could jump behind an object. So and, that and then he goes prone. Yeah, he could do yeah. that. That's uh that's his movement. It's not actually his attack action. Okay. Now we gotta figure out how to get those markers off <laughs> that we created for Andy. No. Is that measurement controls? Yeah, there we go. I think I got it. Oh, yep. 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 There you go. There we go. All right. Okay. So, babysitter, do you have any other actions? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. Uh, the gangster up by the guy that pulled T Bone back into the room is going to take a swipe at him with his uh, with his knife that he's got, um, and he gets. Oh, wow, a 25. Roll damage, critical. 14, holy shit. That's good. These guys are going to take, take your foes out single-handedly here. Um, another gangster, the one right in here across from the dagger, is going to take a shot at the dagger. And fails miserably as gun jams. And we go to the Bloodhound next. The Bloodhound wants to put a hunter's mark on Joe. Okay. Oh, on Joe? Yeah. But I'm not going to make use of that right away. Okay. Instead, I think I'm going to um, dash to the nearest gangster. Uh-huh. And tackle him. Okay. Make an athletics roll. Okay. That was normal. Should I have done a disadvantage because I'm dashing? Oh, oh, with a dash. Yeah. Eesh. Well, I'm going to let it ride this time because okay. we really didn't determine exactly where you guys were as this was really going on so i'm gonna, I'm gonna let that one pass since you already rolled um and then we'll roll for him 
So you tackle him. Both of you kind of tumble to the ground, both prone. Okay. I'm trying to convey, you know, look, take cover under this table. This is not your fight. Um, of course, I speak Japanese, Cherokee, and Vietnamese, so <laughs> this, will, this is going to go well. <laughs> uh, you can make a uh, persuasion rule at, <laughs> at disadvantage. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, the nail comes to you, sir. Yeah, well, I pull out my nine millimeters. Can I use two of those in, or just one at once? Um, I think just one. Well, I don't know. Hold on. Your gunslinger, you can draw two one-handed weapons as a pre-action. Reload two guns. Sharpshooting, don't move. And plus two improved gunslinging, add dexterity to damage rolls. The bigger question you have to ask him is he using his cosmic awareness? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You've been doing LC LSD or something? I'm the acid tripping man. It looks like right now it's a it's a single attack. I'm gonna. Why do I have two of them then? Okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna use one of my two nine millimeter pistols. When <laughs> when you rank up to level five, you you're gonna be great at that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna shoot him. I'm gonna shoot the dagger across the room. Okay. And I will figure out how to do that at some point in my life. I'm clicking on it. I'm clicking on there. It is. Here we go. And. It's a, it's normal, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. All right. Yeah, that hits. Go ahead and, and roll damage. Nine. Oh, just firing at him across the room. All right. So you hit him in the shoulder, and it spins him uh, around. Uh, a full 180 degrees and when he comes to a stop he spots you in between the two gangsters yeah and i'm gonna put that nine millimeter back and pull the other one out for the next round <laughs> all right there you go <laughs> you haven't changed um, randy you have any bonus actions appreciate that marshall oh what's what's the gunfighter bonus action Okay, so Joe then goes next. Joe pops up, uh, and as the dagger is spinning around, brings out a shotgun and fires it with a 23. <laughs> and gets 9, 14, 15 damage. Uh, which sends the dagger <laughs> thrown forward uh, at the feet of uh, the two gangsters, just uh, just a little bit in front of them. So he is now prone as well. Uh, so then it comes back all the way up to the top, back to the sickle. Okay. Um, I just have a quick question. I have bonus actions available mm -hmm. to me, but is that one per turn? Or can uh, I combine them all <laughs> no it would be it would be one one bonus action one bonus action mm -hmm. okay. um i'm gonna 
One of them is dash, but I don't know if I need to use it as a bonus action. I can dash over to where and parkour over all the bars and stuff and get Donnie. Okay. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So you can do that. That's uh, that would be your move. You can take the dash as a bonus action instead of uh, a full action. Okay. So I just click that. Mm. No, I didn't click that twice. I'm yeah, sorry. you don't even have to click it. That's all right. You oh, just okay. uh, just go ahead and do it. Claim that you're using your bonus I'm action. It. I'm doing it. All right. And then I'm going to two hand. I'm going to parkour over all that. And then to where oh, oh, oh. and come down on him with my oh, oh. Uh, parkour. Parkour. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> and you're going to death row, Donnie? Yep. Okay. And is that advantage or normal? That's normal. My attack. Oh, wait. He's prone. Sorry. Oh, no. So it is, a, it, it is anyway. advantage. All right. Well, that definitely hits. So we don't okay. even need to worry about rolling a second time. Okay. All right. Go ahead and roll your damage. All right. So you come... Uh, he has basically jumped to get cover behind the booth uh, and has kind of rolled uh, onto his uh, onto his stomach to try to kind of push himself up. And as he's pushing up, you're coming down on top of him. I just basically see you on top of the the booth and just and just drive your um, sword into the back of his leg into his thigh uh and it goes all the way through and basically pierces all the way into the floor and even to the floor yeah awesome. um the dagger now goes next he is going to try to he basically just kind of gets up to his knees and throws a couple of knives at the two gangsters that are in front of him and got a 14, which hits both. And let's see here with his blade storm to 24. They have to attempt a DC 12 saving throw. Yeah, he got it. He did not. So damage on the second guy. 13. All right, so he hits the. Uh, oh, actually, he's the one that that got thrown prone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, never mind. He misses on that one because he. Well, he really should be rolling at disadvantage. So I'm going to see if he does that. Yeah, so at disadvantage, he would have missed okay all right so no damage to that guy um t-bone now goes next he's being held by the gangster that's next to him uh to his right uh and he is basically going to come smashing down on his arm uh in an attempt to try to break the dude's arm with an unarmed strike uh, 23 that definitely hits all right does four points of damage and then uh once he does that he does a back fist to the guy's face got a 24 
So a total of 12. All right, so you see this guy uh, get his arm kind of, I wouldn't say fully broken, but it breaks his, uh, his grasp on T-Bone, and he gets backfisted in the face and then rocks his head up against the wall. Um, Marshall comes to you. All right, we're going to try this again. Um, am I, can I get to the dagger? Uh, I don't know if I can. I think I can get close. I can go what, 30? Yeah, 30. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I can get right in between the two gangsters, I guess. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to go in between the two gangsters. Okay. And then I want to take another shot at him. All right. Let me move my dude. Oops, still on the measurement tool. Okay, remove my dude, and then I'm going to fire at him. Good. And hope to God I don't roll like a two. <laughs> um, can I use my bonus round burst thing again? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah! There you go. All right. That's uh, critical, so double damage. Yeah. Do I roll damage? Yes. Uh, do I roll critical? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> a two. <laughs> wow. That was the attack automatic. I need new bullets. <laughs> Babysitter put a banana in my gun. <laughs> All right. Um, so you clip him, uh, just on the, uh, on the side of the face, just, just a nice little nick on the side of the face. And then we go to one of the gangsters, the one that's with, uh, the bloodhound. All right. So bloodhound, you've got him basically grappled. You said something to him in English, which he does not speak <laughs> and he elbows you in the face. Uh, what's your defense? 15. All right, so he hits. And I don't have an arm strike for him, so I'm going to roll this, but we're going to subtract some dice from, or some points from this. So you take three uh, points of blood bludgeoning damage. Um, hammer. All righty. Are, are we fighting everybody? Are we fighting gangsters too, or just... Uh, just well, the bloodhound is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she is now, anyway. <laughs> um, let's see here. What if I... What if I go... What if I go over to here-ish? And can I throw a brick at the, at the dagger from there? Uh... Yeah, you should, because uh, the gangster and bloodhound are prone, so you should be able to throw over them, no problem. Oh, okay, good, yeah. Um, thanks for making an opening, bloodhound. <laughs> okay, no, um, I'll, I'll throw a brick. We'll smash. This time I remember the smash damage and okay. uh, if I hit. Uh, so let's see here. Small painful thing. 17 All right, 17 hits. All right. So I'm going to roll the damage plus my smash damage. I forgot last time. Oh, okay. That was my bad. All right, so and nine. smash on top of it. Oh, all right. 
So seven, er, yeah, seventeen, right? All right. This sm- smashes. All right, he doesn't go down, but he is hurt. <laughs> like uh, he was just in the process of trying to push himself up, and as he's coming up, that thing hit him directly in his nose, and just blood just black and just splurts uh, out, and uh, and probably gets on the marshal <laughs> from that from that hit. Oops! <laughs> I need to get some smash for my bullets. Uh, Death Row Donnie. Um, he reaches back to the katana and grabs the blade <laughs> and begins to try to pull it out of his leg. And he's going to roll an athletics and got a 12. What's your strength? Well, okay. Make a make a strength roll. And is that the circle? Uh, yes, that? yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. I'm uh, sorry. I told you wrong. Make an athletics roll. Okay. All right. Actually, he grabs hold of the blade and runs his hand. <laughs> up the blade uh it does not pull pull it out uh so he's going to take a couple of points of damage on that so i need you to actually roll damage on the uh on the blade so on your katana wow tim all right (laughs) he might have cut his pinky off (laughs) i don't know why i'm grossed out you know and you hear him just just grunting as he does it. <laughs> what you get? Uh, he does have another attack, though. So he grabs it with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, he reaches into his pocket and tucks around his uh, head. And takes kind of almost a blind shot in your direction. So there's going to be a disadvantage. And got a five. That's a failure. Yeah. Uh, so his gun jams. We go to the gangster with T-Bone. Uh, who just got jacked in the face. Um, he pulls out his knife and takes a stab at... T-bone. Got an 11. That does not hit. Babysitter. Uh, Alright. I am gonna run around over to this guy right here. Okay. To where the marshal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, I am going let's see. I gotta read. I gotta read this again. So I'm gonna use my trick. Uh, when you hit an opponent with the attack, you create an opening. So I guess I'll do that after that. So I'm gonna run up behind him and fire. Uh, 
Actually, I'm just going to take the butt of my gun and clock him across the top of the head. The uh, gangster head. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, So let's see. Hold on. Trying to. Where am I? So you're going to want to do probably an unarmed strike for that. Here it is. All right. Um, strike one-handed. Ended attack. Okay. Right, and that misses. No, it's unfortunate. Now, really quick, mm-hmm. let me look at something because I have that open them up. Yep. And it says when you hit an opponent with an attack. So if I, you can create an opening for allies. Roll one influence die and add mm-hmm. the result to the damage dealt. Yeah. So I didn't hit him, so there's no damage, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so can't, can't use that then. Yeah, I wouldn't use that. Okay. Now you've got motivate. Uh, you can motivate one ally that can hear you uh, in rolling an influence die, and that yeah. ally gains temporary hit points if you yeah, want to do that. I can do that. So I'll just I'll just yell at uh, a babysitter and I'll say, for Wait, once, you, do your job. You're the babysitter. Or, for <laughs> sorry, to to the marshal. I'll be like, for once, do your job. Kill this guy. There you go, Marshal. And then if you if you roll, uh, you need to spend an influence to do that. Yeah. Uh, So click on your influence. Six. So you get six temporary hit points, Marshal. Cool. Do I just right click on my guy and add him? Yep, uh, you'll see somewhere on there where it says temporary hit points, I think, under details, temp oh. temp HP. Oh, okay. Add six, so do six? Mm-hmm. Cool. How often does the influence dice regenerate? Uh, long rest. Oh, so I should have been back to four a long time ago. Uh, did you not take the long rest when we had it? I did, but I didn't increase my influence die. Yeah, well, if you clicked on, did you click on long rest? Oh, when, I didn't. We did? no, okay. No. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So go ahead and do that real quick and then subtract that, yeah. okay. uh, that die. All right. Minus, no, I just rolled it. All right. Gangster up near T-Bone is going to take another swipe with his knife. Got a 17, which hits and rolls his damage. Got four more on T-Bone. And after him, we go to... Oh, it's another gangster. All right. Um, He is going to now, since the babysitter took a swipe at him, <laughs> he uh, takes us takes a turn around uh and he's got his gun so i think he's just going to backhand you with the gun me yep okay and he got an eight so he misses mm-hmm. uh bloodhound oh wait i don't know what it's Bloodhound is going to roll over and pull up her knife out of her boot and just fling it 
back at the dagger. Okay. You make a thrown attack with your knife. Oh, critical failure. <laughs> um, so you throw it and it goes directly into the chair uh, that you're right next to. Just thunk. <laughs> it goes right into it and <laughs> actually gets lodged in there. So you got to struggle to get it out. It'll take an action to pull that dagger back out. Awesome. <laughs> Nail. Nice. Getting pretty crowded around here. It what sure happens? is. Who's the bad guy? Let's see. Not the hammer. Not okay. I got you. I'm gonna. Are these boots? Yes. Can I get? Can I get a shot off if I go to thirty feet up on these boots? Will I be able to get a shot off with the dagger? That's uh, difficult terrain, so you have to half your uh, speed. All right. What if I just come? Yeah, I'm gonna. If I if I get over here, am I gonna be? Yeah, I, go, I know where I can go. I can go here. So if I go over here, hey, move, dude, move. Hey. Uh, cl click on the uh, the token controls in the upper right-hand corner. I am. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Still measuring. Click off ruler. Ruler won't turn off. Well, I'm really having some trouble with this thing. Oh, oh um, you click the little select, select thing tokens. next to the person oh, okay. icon. Thank you. Okay, moving this guy up. Move, dude, move. I'm selecting him. Dude, he's not moving. Yeah. He's an arrow key. <laughs> okay, hold on. Stop Stop clicking. I'm not clicking. Yeah, put him up there. Put him up there. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to get a shot off with the dagger with my other nine millimeter pistol. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. 14 hits. We're going to do a little damage there, too. 12 damage. All right. Uh, so you take the shot. Um, he, what was the last thing that happened to him? Oh, he got uh, hit in the face with the uh, with the brick, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he grabs his face. He's like, God damn it. And the top of his head just blows clean off. Tends to happen with my nine millimeters. I put that one back in I take <laughs> one and aim it on over there. Uh, Joe uh, sees that uh, the dagger has um, been taken out and he rolls over top of the um, bar, comes to about right here and takes a shot at Death Road Donnie. Got a 12, which actually misses. Uh, so does not make purchase on that. Uh, oh, Chairman Meow hasn't gone. Is Meow going to do anything? Meow's been biding his time. Okay. Um, yeah, Meow's heading for T-Bone. And I okay. guess he, he took a few turns to, to get up there. Sure, sure. But when the when the gangster pulled him back in, roughly, mm -hmm. I imagine Chairman would make his move. All right. I'm moving him over there for you. All right. All right. Go ahead and make your roll for Chairman. Um, oh, yeah. 
what should I, when I'm clicking on chairman, nothing's happening. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on with that. Forget how to change identities. And so when you click on him, you can't pull up his character sheet at all. Right. Mm, Okay. All right. It's probably because he's in this update. It probably doesn't allow you to activate an NPC. Okay. Should I just roll as Bloodhound? No, just tell me what you want to do. You're going to attack with the claws, I assume? Yes. A leap to the face and claws. Two-handed, two-pawed attack. (laughs) And he just got an eight, unfortunately. So uh, Chairman now runs through (laughs) the open door (laughs) into the room. (laughs) Just missed. Nice. Uh, And then we go back up to the sickle again. All right. I'm going to... What is what is he doing? Did he like pull his hand back off of the? He's still got his hand on the blade. Like yeah, and he's got his gun like this, and his right hand back up on the blade. All right, I'm going to jump onto his head and hopefully knock the and like kick the gun out of the way. I guess. Okay. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, just make a uh, just make an unarmed Actually, strike. Oh, it is an unarmed strike, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sixteen that hits. And you can make an unarmed strike as a bonus action, so you can make a second attack. I'm like kicking in the face. Okay. So you did oh. nine points of damage on that one. So roll again. Yep. <laughs> yep. That definitely hits. Jeez. The damage on that. All right. All right. So you leap over on top of him, uh, land on his back. That's what does the first bit of damage, and then sidekick him uh, to the face, uh, which basically he's got the the gun up here so it hits uh his wrist the gun goes flying uh and he basically punches himself in the face <laughs> stop hitting yourself <laughs> uh t-bone now goes next uh and he's going to make another un- unarmed strike to the guy that's got a hold of him or well that had a hold of him got a 10 on his first which is a miss and a 23 which is a hit and got seven points of damage on him all right so it took him down another notch um marshall okay i'm going to let me measure one more time to see how far I can go. I'm going to, because the other two are pretty much, I mean, the dagger's dead, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to worry about, I see it looks like the sickle's got Death Row Donnie in a pretty good place. So I'm going to go to right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to shoot T-Bone. Okay. I'm not giving up. These guns will do something at some point. <laughs> I got okay. an extra one if you need one, Marshall. 
Yeah, I've got two guns. I have four with me, but there's something with the sights. I don't know. I got. I might have you take a look at them afterwards. Well, you're welcome to use a nine millimeter if you need one. Thank you. And toss it over to you now, Marshall. I can toss it over to you. I've got a 1911. I think this will do the trick. We'll see. All right. So you're uh, you're 12 missed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Toss it. All right. <laughs> Can I throw him over? I'll do it on my turn, I guess, right? But I'm going to throw him over one of my nine millimeters while I shoot like this. You would see lose those extra hit points I gave him? No, I know he keeps okay. them. Uh, you can make that as a bonus action, uh, Kurt, if you want to. So you, you can make the toss. Just make a uh, an athletics check. Don't make me roll athletics? the Acrobatics? Yeah. Uh, athletics. All right, I make it. I'm gonna make a athletics toss, tossing him a gun. Yeah, slaps <laughs> him in the face. You you toss it and it gets uh, caught up in the booths, uh, just <laughs> just short of him. So you 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 just missed. <laughs> and we'll try again later. That's why we carry two. That's why we carry two. All right, gangster with the bloodhound um, is going to attempt to escape. Uh, you, you've still got a hold of him uh, at this point, so I think he, he's just going to try to make a uh, athletics check just to see if he can get out of there. And he got a four, so if you roll athletics, you, all you got to do is beat a four. Well, cross your fingers, everybody. <laughs> there you go 15 so you still got a hold of him he's tangled up in my legs because i'm reaching up for that chair still all right what are you two doing down there <laughs> hammer oh let's see here how about i run up about 30 ish feet so it's like uh here ish and as I kind of run up, I'm just going to take, I don't know, can I throw a chair? Uh, I can throw a brick, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and just kind of like baseball throw and chuck it at a T-bone. But a, a, a stool would probably be at least a medium hurtful thing. Oh, I want that. That's even better. <laughs> stool. I'll grab that stool. I run up and grab that stool and chuck it at him. <laughs> um, let's see what happens with the, with the smash, of course. Um, so that's a medium. Yep. And... Hey, another wow, natural wow. Okay. Uh huh. Interesting. It's going to be interesting amount of damage here. So I do the critical, and and then uh, I smash. Let's see if that works. Can I put in extra terms or should I roll the 2d6 separate? I'd roll them separate, probably, yeah. Okay. Ooh, 16. All right. That's total. All right. And it smashes against him. I go, you've been T-boned by the hammer. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so he has his back to you, and he's trying to deal with these two gangsters that are that are by the doorway. So he doesn't even see it coming. That thing gets flung across the bar at him, hits him in the back, and just shatters. Uh, and he drops down uh, to one knee uh, with that. You've taken you've taken a lot of the fight out of him at this point. Uh, is, this the, is this AJ's brother? No. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's he's kind of the the military hired gun uh, that they just kind of brought into the family. Okay. Uh, so Death Row Donnie uh, gets to go again. Uh, he's got a sword in his leg and the sickle on his back. <laughs> uh, and at this point, he's just going to push his upper body up just to try to throw you off of him. Uh, so that's going to be his first action. Uh, so he's going to make a athletics check, and you will need to make an acrobatics check. All right. Uh, so you topple. You don't take any damage, but he's able to get you up off of his back. Uh, as he does so, um, he's got to get that sword out of him. So he is going to use his second action to just pull that sword out and got a 15 so he now has pulled the sword out and is now holding the sword in his hand um then we go to another gangster who takes a stab at t-bone and hits doing six points of damage which i think just might do it it does all right so t-bone when he gets hit, he go, drops down to one knee, and then he looks up, and then basically the uh, gangster that's facing him comes down with the knife and stabs him right in the eye, and he drops like a sack of bricks. Babysitter. Yep. So I still got this guy in front of me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... Point blank range, just bury my gun in, into his face and fire. Okay, that's at disadvantage. Well, I'll, I'll do that. Let's kick for cares. Oh, let's see. Yep, and that's a critical failure. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Man, that was a row of extremes. It's a one and a 20. Marshall make a dexterity saving throw. Where's my dex oh dexterity? How do I how do I do saving? Yeah. Uh that's on the right side in the square. Ah, okay, I see. 15 okay all right you're okay but uh, a bullet just whizzes past uh your head uh and you kind of whip around and you see the babysitter with a gun like through the guy's armpit <laughs> basically he went whoops, and then shot and like the guy just pulled up just at the last second so he just barely missed you this is why the hammer doesn't use guns <laughs> It's too dangerous. 
the gangster next to the marshal is going to make a wisdom check. Got a seven. <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> uh, and he takes his knife and he's going to take a swing at the marshal. Got an eight and missed. Gangster with the babysitter. Uh, he is going to make a grapple attack on you because you're so close to him. And make a strength roll. Is that dot? Yeah, I can't dodge then, can I? Right. Yep, you're fine. Yep. So you're able to escape that attempted grapple. Okay. Bloodhound comes to you. Can I uh, assume can... that? Oh, oh, what? Well, I got a question. Can I use a feat? I have the artful dodger, where you first say attempting to learn how to make some attack when it counts. You can make an offhand attack after taking a dodge action. So would that strength be a dodge action? No, uh, you've already made your action for this round, so you would have to claim that instead of making an attack, you're going to dodge. Gotcha. Uh, so okay. then you could do uh, an offhand attack after taking the dodge action. Gotcha. So that basically gives you the ability to to make an attack even though you're dodging. Right, right. Okay. Okay, Bloodhound. Is it safe to assume that the dagger fell down onto the floor upon dying and that yes. uh -huh. his coat fell open and that maybe I see an array of daggers right Oh, yeah, you, you definitely saw that, yeah. Loot that body. <laughs> Loot so, that body. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I will just grab uh, a couple of good-looking ones and fling it at Donnie. Okay, so you're letting go of the gangster that you had a hold of, and you're going over to the dagger, correct? Yeah. Okay, so he's going to make an attack of opportunity <laughs> at you uh, as you're moving. Who's that? The gangster. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought he just did, but I'm giving well, him an opening. You're giving him an opening, right, okay. yeah, by, by, by letting go and moving uh, toward, towards the dagger. Okay. And got a 17. I'm sure that hits. And you're going to take six points of damage as he pulls a knife and then swipes at you as you're moving over towards the dagger. And I tell him, damn it, we're on the same side in Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> Nail comes to you. The dagger's not dead yet. No, he's dead. The dagger's dead. Okay, so T-Bone's left? No, T-Bone's dead. T-Bone's dead. Death Row Donnie is the only one still alive. Oh, Donnie. Let's see if we can get there. Uh, I don't want to get into this. my katana, and I'm pissed. All right, so I'm going to go here. All right, I'm going to kind of go 15 feet here, so. Well... I'm going to do this. All right, I'm going to move down here. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, I'm going to come down here. Here we go. Okay. Uh, that's so annoying. There we go. Okay. So I'm coming down here. Now I'm going to have to 
fire through. Who is this here? Um, well, sickle has now moved at this yeah. point, so sickle would probably be about right. Whoop! Sorry. Shot. All right. I only uh, have right one there. pistol. Right there. So I'm just going to use my pistol now to take a shot. Okay. Here we go. Let's do this. Boom. Fourteen misses. Just not my hits, day. Hits the wall right behind him and uh, and explodes a clay pot that's up on a shelf right above his head. And that falls on him and kills him. <laughs> With a daisy. <laughs> uh, Joe takes a step forward with shotgun and takes a shot at Death Row Donnie. Got a 12, which misses. Uh, chairman Meow still uh, is is around. Do you want the chairman to come out? Uh, chairman uh, pads back in sheepishly through that window door <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, just adds insult to injury by licking T-Bone's bloody face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Sickle comes back to you. All right. Did the clay pot distract Donnie at all? Did he turn and look or anything? No, uh, -uh. no. Nope. Stared at me. All right. <clears throat> I want my fucking katana back. Um, I'm gonna throw the remaining comma that I have. I can't tell which one to click to make. I don't know. There's three icons next to comma. And when I have uh, nothing, it doesn't tell me anything. I can't remember what they are. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. So the last one is thrown. The one that has like the swooping arrow to it. That's okay. thrown. That's the one I want. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Yep. Thank you. 21. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Five. Not enough. All right. So you chuck the comma uh, at him. It hits him right in the throat and pins him to the wall. And then his arms fall down to his side and the katana slowly falls to the floor. Fine. All right, so uh, Nail, I'm going to give you a moment here because these uh, these other gangsters that are up uh, at this point um, are appear to be very confused with what's going on because originally they were facing off against three people and now there's a whole gang uh, in here. But you know these guys. Yeah, so I say, guys, no problem. Don't worry, we will clean this up. You can all leave right now. We've got this. Best you not stick around too long. All right. And they all kind of look at each other. They look at you and then they start to kind of gather up a few things and then they slowly start to kind of slink back. They don't leave, but they kind of start licking their wounds over in the far corner uh, of the bar. Uh, so I'll leave it to the male at this point to uh, uh, kind of continue on. So you now have found uh, an old partner 
uh, of yours amongst this group, and they've all asked to speak with the sage. So, mis amigos, welcome. That's our little welcome for you. Would you like some tequila from the bar? We'll give you one of our best. 100% de agave. I'd love it. No, no. Like, absolutely. Yeah, give me some. <laughs> Joe, how you doing there, Joe? How's Joe doing? I'm okay. I appreciate it. Good, good. Can you get us a, some tequila and set up some shots on the bar? <laughs> we appreciate that, Joe. You're fine. Don't worry. Certainly. Thank you, Joe. <coughs> okay, so you ready? You let me. Would you? Are you? Are you ready to meet? Are you ready to meet? Uh, the sage. The sage. Are you ready? Yeah. Do we need to clean anything up here first, or? Ah, oh, no, no, Joe. Joe will have folks take care of it. You ready? Let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go meet the sage. Just a second. Let me just check with him. Uh, so I walk into the next room. Check with the sage. What does he say to me privately? Yes. Um, or no? He yeah he he says yeah. Go ahead and show him in. The sage, I'm sure, is eating his cochinita with his tequila and lime. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, he is. Yeah, so he didn't seem concerned about what happened next door. He is ready to see you all, so we just need to go next door, and uh, he will see you again. Remember, nothing about the, the sunglasses. We're we're post. We're, he's got sunglasses on, right, GM? Uh, he does. Yes. Because he, because he, right? Do they know about that or not? Uh, they don't know about that, but he is. Uh, he is wearing sunglasses. And, and he's eating cochinita with tequila and lime. Okay, don't say anything about it. Either someone, come on in. So we I'm, take him to the next room. I'm moving you guys in the room there. Uh, I, while while he's checking with him, I went and got the nine millimeter out of the booth that Randy tossed to me. All right. Um, and when I go to give it back to him, I ask him if he wants to trade one of my 1911s for the nine millimeter. Because the sight seemed to be off on the 1911, and I thought maybe it'd be something he'd want to mess with. Randy, are you interested in a swap? You know, for old time's sake. Well, I, I need a. Does that does that work? Does your 911 work? Does your what is it? A 1911? What's it called? 1911. Yeah, 1911? it's probably. Uh, yeah, it works. I think the sights are just. There's something wrong with the sights. I mean, you saw I took multiple shots and. The bullets All were right. going wide, so they just they need some work. They probably just need to be taken right. to a smith and no, but... no, 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 I can do that. I can do that. It's one of my specialties recently. So let's see. I'll let take my nine millimeter, give me your 1911. I'll work on it. If I can't find a solution, ah, I'll find another nine millimeter. Okay. Oh, and by the way, it's gold plated. It's a beautiful gun. I like that. I like yeah. that. It's my way of saying thank you. I appreciate that, Marshall. I appreciate that, Marshall. I so, appreciate you, Mr. Anderson. So let's, you know, uh, Agent Sands, these are my friends, particularly here, the Marshal. Uh, he and I worked together for quite a while together. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Agent Sands. So clad entirely in black, from the jet black shirt to the leather vest, cowboy boots, and even his gloves, this guy strikes a chord reminiscent of a Johnny Cash cosplayer. 
and one who seems to have emerged from the shadows of an old Western film. His shoulder-length brown hair frames his face, and although he sports sunglasses that conceal his eyes, it's hard to miss the striking red tattoos that are streaked across his cheeks. At first glance, they appear as if he's adorned with eerie running mascara, but a closer inspection reveals them as a series of intricate dark red tattoos resembling haunting bloodstains that trace his skin. His presence eludes an air of enigmatic charisma, making it clear that beneath the Johnny Cash facade, there's a man with more secrets and stories than his tattoos could ever tell. And the nail introduced him, not as the sage, but as Agent Sands. And Babysitter, you recognize this man, although his new appearance is rather different than the first time you saw him, or the last time you saw him. This is Agent Sheldon Jeffrey Sands. And the last time you met, it wasn't exactly on the best of terms. As your group enters the room, the sage tilts his head and directed towards the babysitter, he speaks in a voice infused with dry humor. I'd recognize that cheap cologne anywhere. Long time no see. Agent Smith. What brings you to the secret passage, old boy? Um, I just look down and contemplate for a second and look up and just stare at him. I say, we're looking for two kids. So, John... I understand you've worked your way into the Brownstone family. I think it's safe to assume your compadres here have been clueless up until this point about your true intentions. My true intentions are to only serve the Brownstone family. Hmm. And while I do that, um, can I make a persuasion roll to see... I can keep my facade going. Sure. And apparently not. Oh boy. <laughs> Welcome, Padres. You are aware you're working with a spy, aren't you? You son of a bitch, I knew it. And I just look at Marshall and I say, you don't want to beef with me because if I, if you do something to me, the boss will have your secret. Fuck my secret. You can't tell anybody if you're dead, you son of a bitch. That's the problem you have. If I die, somebody else will tell the secret to the boss. I look at Agent Sands. I say, who the fuck is this guy? And we'll leave that as the cliffhanger for the next session. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of info dumped on us tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
and a new player. Welcome back, Kurt. Yeah. See y'all again. All right, y'all. Thank you. All right. Good night, everybody. All right. We'll see you. Bye bye. Bye, guys.